before we start, I just want to ask you to lower your expectations because do I really know how to work this computer and podcasting stuff? No. Uh, is the sound quality going to be great? Eh, no. Do I really know how to edit? No. But what I do know how to do is kind of tell a story. And so I'm so excited to tell you these stories as I'm currently sitting on the floor of my mom's walk-in closet. It's more of a step in actually because one step and then you're in the whole closet. But anyway, I'm so glad you're in this closet with me. Let's get going. So my relationship with God is very much a hot and cold thing. It's mostly cold, and it really is kind of a sugar daddy relationship in that I just assume my prayers are exchanged for better favors. And I'm sure you're like shaking your head like, oh, that's so gross. But listen, you know, I read all these Vice articles on Snapchat about, you know, my sugar daddy bought me a Porsche and it cost me nothing. My sugar daddy gives me $100 a week just to talk to him. Well, it's working out for those women. And so, you know, I think it could work out for me. And I really only pray on very special occasions, uh, such as when I am trying to find parking in a Trader Joe's or Kaiser parking lot. The biggest time that I pray to God is when my bowels start acting up. And out of nowhere, I just suddenly have to take the dump of all dumps. And I, I do, I have this problem where out of nowhere, I just have to go. You know, there's no buildup. There's no tummy foreplay. It is just full speed ahead. Hannah, you got to find a bathroom now or shit's going to go down, literally down your leg. But that issue is I'm going to cover in another episode. So don't worry. But usually my, my poo-poo prayers go like this. They go, dear Jesus, if you can just give me the strength to clinch harder than I've ever clinched before. Give me the power of the world's strongest dam because, Lord, this is about to be one major flood, okay? Please, Lord, help thy daughter clench thine cheeks until I maketh to thine porcelain throne. Please, Lord, bless your child, Lord. Don't think of God again until I damn the woman to hell who cut me off as I'm leaving the Trader Joe's parking lot. So it really does come full circle. And I do have a prayer voice, more of like a prayer persona, you could say. And it just really helps me get into, you know, character as I pray, I guess. Once a theater kid, always a theater kid. I don't know. But I do know you're probably thinking, Hannah, why Jesus? Aren't you Jewish? Well, emphasis on the ish. I'd call myself a religious opportunist. You know, I think about those cell phone commercials where they show a map of the U.S. and then all the colored parts are coverage. And, you know, this is America. You know, in God we trust, one nation under God. And we all know they're talking about the Christian God. Okay, don't play yourself. So I'm just going for the service with the most U.S. coverage. Thank you very much. Just trying to get the most bang for my buck. Anyway, I've been thinking about God lately as I've been having some anxiety attacks recently. And I'd really like to think that when God was handcrafting my persona, and you know, I'm just going to preface with this. I'd really like to think of God as a glorious woman in the sky and 
please my feminist self, but I just can't, okay? I think of God as a wizard in the sky who is grumpy. Basically, I think of the God from Family Guy. They've really done a good job of religious indoctrination, except mine is wearing, like, a purple cap with stars. Anyway, when the spirit wizard in the sky was making me, I'd like to think that actor, you know, he accidentally put in eight tablespoons of anxiety instead of teaspoons. Can I get a whoops, Lord? He thought he'd even it out and give me a better sense of humor to help balance out the disaster that he so lovingly created in his image. Okay. Thanks, God. And, you know, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Do I have some big anxiety? You know what? No. I've got two of them. They're anxieties. They're double Ds. They're huge. And don't get me wrong. Everyone has anxiety. Everyone at some point in their life has anxiety. But I have anxiety. And there's other people who have anxiety that is a lifelong condition, not a condition that occurs in moments of like stress and nervousness. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when people play the anxiety card. You know, the, oh my God, I have social anxiety. Like I could never go out. Or the, oh my God, I'm like so anxious right now. You know, I have like so many things coming up. That's called nervous energy or stressed energy. And it's for the most part, healthy and normal. It's a reaction. But what's not normal is sitting on the couch watching TV and suddenly you have a feeling like you can't breathe, your skin is crawling, and you can feel, you can literally feel your blood pumping through your veins. You know, all I want to do is run, but I can't because I'm pretty sure my heart rate's so elevated I'm already having a heart attack. Or sometimes you feel butterflies in your stomach, but they don't go away for like three days, and soon it swarms into like, you know, not butterflies, but angry, angry wasps. And, you know, you nearly vomit and shit your pants in your college library because you can't stop thinking about that one comment you made and how some guy took more than 30 minutes to text you back. And now you're interpreting that text harder than any literature analyzation you've ever had to complete for your Lit B course. That, my friends, is anxiety. Not, oh my God, I have anxiety, but anxiety. And I don't want to judge you or anyone who, you know, does have anxiety. But I definitely say there's degrees of it. And there's the livable kind that's every day that, oh, my gosh, like, am I going to find a parking space? But then there's anxiety of, oh, my God, I'm not going to find this parking place and I'm going to start crying. And then I need to call my mom. But what if my mom doesn't pick up? How am I going to get to class? Am I going to graduate? And then you just shut down and you don't go to your lit class because you had a full-blown panic attack in the parking lot from not finding a space but you couldn't in your brain because of your anxiety just move to another parking lot because that thought doesn't even cross your mind because you're blacked out at that point that you know that is my anxiety and it really I've been anxious since I was a kid listen at our Disneyland trips when we were a family, 20 of us used to go, I would get to that park, grab a map, and map out our day. And no one was listening to me looking back at this, but I would say, okay, Harold, you got to go to Space Mountain at this time and get the passes for everyone else. Kathy, we want to go on Pirates of the Caribbean, so you're going to go there. And then they'd 
you know, that I would get ignored, but people would go get the fast passes. And then we'd talk about getting lunch and people would say, I want this, I want that. And I'd say, like, you idiots, don't you know the timing? We have to get bread bowls because it's near Pirates of the Caribbean, which we're going on at 1255. So really, we don't even have time for lunch. We'll have to do a snack and then we'll go. And, you know, I wondered why. I got ignored on those trips or why, you know, I had to have a lot of talking to's by mom telling me to calm down because I was a mess. But during my senior year of high school is when my anxieties really started to blossom. I had a lot going on in high school. My parents were finally getting the divorce that I had been waiting for since 1995. And my boyfriend of a year was leaving to go study Jesus in the mountains of the Sierra Nevadas. So my year really read like a John Grisham novel, but instead of finding love and rebirth in the Carolinas, I developed a little thing called exoration disorder, also known as skin picking disorder or dermatillomania, which here I'm going to quote WebMD for you, is characterized by the repetitive picking of one's own skin. Individuals who struggle with this disorder touch, rub, scratch, pick at, or dig into their skin in an attempt to improve perceived imperfections, often resulting in tissue damage, discoloration, or scarring. Basically, I could not keep my hands off my face. It was like, you know, it was digging for gold. I was a conquistador furiously digging at my face, for the Inca gold that I knew was not there, but God damn it, I already sailed to the Americas, so I just had to keep going. And the crazy thing is, I still do it on occasion. I really have it under control. I'm, you know, I pick up my nails now. Once I start, I cannot stop. It's like I will be staring into a mirror with blood streaming down my face. It's like a horror movie, like Oculus. Like I'm looking at the mirror and my image in the mirror moves before I do and starts twitching and like I'm saying like stop 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 but I cannot stop I become like this deranged zombie and you know so for the past few years I've been buying every tonic and using every laser to make my skin look less Freddy Krueger and more like an action movie villain with you know just one major scar and that being like my chin gash um, because at least that one comes with an emotional and riveting backstory. And, you know, speaking of the lasering, the white stuff on my face for the podcast logo is not, you know, a regal white beard that I painted on. It's actually numbing cream that uh, I had to put on at the dermatologist's office before my last laser treatment, which, by the way, feels like your face is being set on fire while stabbed with a thousand needles and that's with the numbing cream and I've done a lot of painful things for beauty you know I've gotten like hair laser I've gotten microblading where they literally take a scalpel and do little scrapes in your face and then fill it in with pigment um but nothing compares to laser scar removal let me tell you but hey then after a few days of your face being roughed and scab and pink and you kind of look like the guy from Fantastic Four who's a rock, what a shitty superpower, um, your skin becomes smooth and soft and uh, most of the scarring is gone. And I totally don't mind paying the $400 cash to try and remove the literal scars of my past, you know, once every two years. Now that you've heard a little bit about my mental health struggles, I want to share 
a song with you, a cover of a song. It's Christmas. It's the holiday season. And, you know, uh, Everybody's Anybody is covering songs and getting them on the radio. My cover is uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. But it's really about my first face-to-face memory of uh, confronting mental health, a mental health crisis. Um, And it's called Daddy Dropped His Addies Up in Portland. I hope you enjoy it. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holidays. There you go. Daddy dropped his addies up in Portland Trying to cross the street on Christmas Eve You can say so, but that's not a problem But as for me and my siblings, we believe Daddy had really been a-stressing This trip was gone from high to low And Daddy needed his medication so daddy tried to pop an addy on the go His little pill case it exploded Spilling onto the street below Pills were rolling off in all directions So to pick them up our daddy made us go Daddy dropped his addies up in Portland Trying to cross the street on Christmas Eve You can say so what, that's not a problem But as for me and my siblings, we believe Now we're all so traumatized This is already the trip from hell I see him crawling in the street Thinking, gee, my dad's a drug addict, that's swell Turns out he also dropped some zannies. Thank God at least it wasn't crack. And we just can't help but wonder, will this memory be a scar? Just a scratch, it's just a scratch, y'all. Daddy dropped his addies up in Portland, trying to cross the street on Christmas Eve. You can say so, what? that's not a problem. But as for me and my siblings, we believe Now the cards are on the table Lunch isn't off to a great start But I can't help but feel sorry That of the saga my siblings had to be a part But oh how I do love my daddy In fact I now love Zannies as well Maybe it runs in the family And I'm fine with that Because hey, what the hell Daddy dropped his addies up in Portland Trying to cross the street on Christmas Eve You can say so, what? that's not a problem But as for me and my siblings, we believe Daddy dropped his addies up in Portland Across the street on Christmas Eve You can say so, that's not a problem But as for me and my siblings, we believe We believe, oh we believe See, what did I tell you about the sound quality of this podcast? Was not great, will it get better from here? 
I hope so. I've done a lot of searches on Google about how to use this equipment. Um, and I just want to let you know that this uh, episode of Sit Down Stand Up was brought to you by my crippling sense of anxiety. Uh, we've all got it. And if you don't, you can get yours too today. Just look at the news, talk to people, go outside, and you'll find your own crippling sense of anxiety. Thanks for listening and tune in next week.